Welcome to the Corporate Legal Ops Consortium podcast, where we dive deep into conversations with technology and legal ops thought leaders from across the ecosystem. This is Clock Talk. I'm your host, Jen McCarran. I'm on the board of directors at Clock, and I lead the Netflix legal operations and technology team. On today's episode, I'm joined by legal ops leaders, Sheena Ferrari from Zendesk and Joe Vong from Plaid. And we pick up where we left off from our podcast conversation at Clock's Global Institute in Las Vegas in May 2022. They came by my studio in Los Angeles to talk about what's new, what's changing, the clock cores we most and least excel at, and the creative endeavors we invest in outside of work that actually serve to make us better legal ops leaders, like Thomas Keller's fried chicken recipe, graphic design, and a little pop songwriting. Hope you enjoy the episode. We are gathered together here in Los Angeles, A, because you guys are in town for Concero Legal Ops' conference, Mm -hmm. and B, because we had an amazing conversation in Las Vegas in May 2022. Yeah. Authenticity and creativity was our, we just like picked that vibe up together in the podcast lounge. And I was like, we need to do a part two. I think this is the nature of legal ops and tech and the work us three do. It's so many disciplines and that very beautiful clock color wheel, which should be like featured at a pride parade in June (laughs) because it's beautiful (laughs) and it has everything and something for everyone. Yeah. I think I'm really good at one and a half things and then the rest I fake and then most of it I say no to. (laughs) Can you do all clock core 12? I mean, I'm going to be really honest with you. I don't even know what a clock core 12 is. Yeah. It's oh, like project it's, management. There's yeah. a tech core. Yeah. There's a organizational health core. There's a budget management core. My favorite e-discovery. E-discovery, e-discovery. core. Okay. There's a practice area ops core. So that gets into e-discovery. If you go deep on lit or if you're managing all those privacy or claims flows for the company, Ooh. that's practice area. That's not it is. generic for all legal. Yeah. There's a knowledge management core Mm -hmm. and there's a bunch of other cores. And this is where I start to fade to black. With my new gig, I'm filling in the last like three chunks. Org health, practice ops, project management. Oh, service delivery model core. That's my favorite because I'm like, if you can't do it, we're going to outsource it. Strategic planning core, training and dev core, biz intelligence core, or that's like data, data analytics. That's how I take it. Yeah. Financial management, firm and vendor management. Oh, we put, sorry about this clock community. We put InfoGov in as a core. Oh yeah. And and a podcast (laughs) run away. Yes. Would that also be data governance? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And like, we do do that. I'm living and breathing that right now. You live it. Oh yeah. Those are our cores. Yeah. I'm just curious to know, like, what do you guys think? Like, what's your superpower? What's your one and a half that when Joe comes in, she's going for first? I will say there are a couple of things that I think I do really well. Technology is definitely one yes. of them. Yeah. I don't know what it is about technology. Maybe it's the fact that I feel like I love technology. Like I would be that person who would do demos just to do the demo, just to see what's out there, just to see what your technology yes. is about. Like, yes. oh, this is cool. Why is it functioning in that way? Yeah. So I'll take technology. I feel like there are parts of this wheel that I want to say are just, it says core 12, but I feel like a part of legal ops is like you do a little bit of all of it in some way, especially if you're a one person team, you're kind of forced to have to do it that way. You have to have some sort of understanding of how you would approach something. And if you're really like a black hole about it, 
then you start to ping other people and then you start to outsource that and say like, you know what, you can do this a lot better and then go about it that way. So technology for me right now, I'm totally into financial management. That's like a huge thing. Firm and vendor management, definitely. Knowledge management, foundational, I want to say there. I think knowledge management is such a big puzzle piece to kind of solve is what is an effective knowledge management strategy without a whole bunch of documents or a whole bunch of links to things. That's something that's kind of like, you know, a question mark. The strategic planning, honestly, like I feel like that will always be an area of growth for me. And honestly, that's something that I want to do really well. Project management, definitely my thing too. Wow, you got things. I'm like, maybe we have two. And I'm trying to say, it's okay if we only do two things while Joe's like, got it, got it, got it, got it on the second (laughs) hand. Got it, got it, got it. Growth plan, strategic planning. I look at this wheel and I'm like, hell yeah. I'm thinking of like all the things that come to mind. I I think I just named all the things that I'm actually touching on right now. You're comfortable in at least half. Firm and vendor, knowledge management, project management, strategic planning. Hell yeah. Okay. Pass the wheel to Sheena here. Where I feel the most comfy and like, I got this, you know, which isn't a core competency, but just the CLM world. Very comfortable there. Um, Same. Yeah. We're high-fiving over CLM. Um, Yeah, I know. We're like one, two, three in the middle. Go. Yeah, I know. Break. Yeah. And this is, again, might be controversial, but it's because we're ironclad customers. Ironclad is cool. It's fun to use. So I I love CLM and I love the e-discovery space. Okay. Those are your things. And I don't do vendor management or outside counsel as well. So it's one of the first roles I always hire. You hire for. Because it's That's chunky. It, there's people at it that are way better than. Yes. Honestly, I would love to hire for that. <laughs> yeah. For, for outside counsel <laughs> management. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's its own art and science. Absolutely. And I believe I hired someone for that too. The amazing John Elliott on yes. my team. And he's the archetype. He worked at a law firm. I just believe that we all have to do some time in different areas in order to have the language, the lexicology and somewhat of mastery and like the comfort of that area. I never went through a law firm, so I can't even pretend to know what's going on in there or to fight, fight them or negotiate with them on discounts and stuff. And he brings that expertise. That does help. I'm relieved. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice, right? Yeah. And he like shows up, rolls his sleeves up in his first days years ago now. And and I'm like, I was talking to Baker. I was talking to this firm and that firm. And I'm like, I can't talk to them anymore. I'm a tech person. I'm like, if you don't come (laughs) back with what I want, I'm mad. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I'm not great at that. I was learning. And he came in and he's just like, I got, I'll take it from here. (laughs) I love that. No better feeling. Last time the three of us were together in Las Vegas, that was so cool. And you guys walked away with jackets and I got that cool photo. But we got into such cool topics around authenticity at work and in life and creativity. And I went around with you like, what's your thing? Like, where do you feel unleashed, limitless potential? Where do you create and push? And Sheena, you said PowerPoint decks, which I love. I love it. It makes me so happy. And Joe, you you said cooking. So my question for you, Sheena, is what's your latest PowerPoint deck? I mean, you switched roles these last few months since we saw you from, you left Snapchat. Yes. You went to Zendesk, the ticketing system extraordinaire (laughs) at all of our companies. Yeah. What are you PowerPointing right now? You, I imagine you must have had to get in there and go, hello, I'm Sheena and I'm going to rock your world. I'm going to PowerPoint. One of the first things I did right as soon as I joined was my GC and a couple of the team members had been planning an offsite in their spare time, which doesn't exist, of course. 
And so I came and tried to help as much as I can get that over nice. the finish line. Yeah. And one of the things I did was a pamphlet wow. for our offsite. Cool. You did it in Canva? I, I did it in Canva. Yeah. So much fun. The top part was just tips and tricks about San Francisco, stay together, Come hotel on. information. The- that yeah. is not a clock core. That is just cool. <laughs> Canva is like a Photoshop, but in the cloud and kind of cheap with a lot of pre-built stuff to get you started. Is that it? That's correct. A wonderful woman on my team at Netflix named Maria. She loves Canva for her design, her adding and beefing everything up. Here's a request I got litigation and all the groups under this leader. So it's like employment legal and privacy and all them. They're like, we want an animated signature in our email. Like you have, I did an animated email signature that says like, your signature is awesome. Netflix. Have you seen it? It's like Netflix logo and it shrinks and then it goes corporate legal. (laughs) Yeah. It's like the worst team name you could ever have. So I'm like, we better make it cool. And so here's my skills. I drew the concept out. I knew what I wanted in my head. And then I went to Fiverr and I said, Ah. hello, motion designer. And somewhere in Eastern Europe, because Fiverr is an Israeli company. So you get a lot from Eastern Europe and the Middle East designers. Yeah. I'm like, hello, sir. Animate this. And we went through a few turns, $120. Boom. But Core Legal came to me and they're like, we want that. And I was like, cool, I'll go to Fiverr. Just tell me what you want. Do you want like Sandra Bullock to come out and be like, welcome to Core Legal? Like I'm being Netflix ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I think I overwhelmed them. But then Maria just ran into Canva and made it in three seconds oh and God. animated their cool logo into. And she like took this big proton thing and put the balls moving around it. And then it shrunk and it went Core Legal and it wipes away. What? I, didn't, I love that. You can animate in Canva? Wait, what's, can. her, what's her name? I might find her on LinkedIn. Yeah, find her on LinkedIn. Maria, <laughs> Maria Alejandra Parea. Don't poach her, you guys. She's amazing. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's just the fun joke. Like, don't steal each other's people. Call me first. Back to the early point is that we all bring in such richness and varied skills and no two of us are alike. And you're pulling out like these creative stops making amazing brochures that make a huge difference at a thing like an offsite. Yeah. yeah. I love this. Okay, Joe, are you ready? I'm what ready. are you cooking? What are you working on right now? What's your formula in the kitchen you're solving? I'm actually going to make a fried chicken dinner. Oh. And so Valentine's Day is coming up. It sure is. Right? And I'm a little late to the game. I'm not thinking about reservations, but instead I'm thinking, you have a reservation with me. I'm going to cook a dinner. Oh, okay. Well, I'll be there. I'm going to bring it and I'm going to bring out all the stops, but I'm doing a fried chicken dinner. Okay. And it's going to have collard greens, potatoes, fried chicken. Delicious. Maybe some chocolate dipped strawberries, call out a day. But this recipe actually comes from Thomas Keller. So I don't know if you guys have a chance to look at any master classes. He's yeah. the guy that owns Ad Hoc in Napa, owns French Laundry. Oh, I've, I've eaten a French Laundry. So he's a, Fun. Yeah, he's a very meticulous yeah. chef. He's very yeah. particular about his ingredients, yeah. how he does things. And I actually learned how to make potatoes. And I wouldn't even call it a mashed potato because in his method, it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And in one of his masterclass videos, he talks about all the different variations of a potato. You can have a russet potato, purple potato, a red skinned potato, yellow potato, Yukon gold. And I'm thinking a fingerling potato. And I'm thinking, what? You mean not all of these potatoes can give you a mashed potato? And it's true. They can't. Wow. Some of them texturally are too gummy. It'll make it too sticky. But the Yukon potato is the perfect one for a mashed potato. 
And it's not even mash. It doesn't even mash it. Of course, you could take a rice masher and you can mash your potatoes, yeah. call it a day. But he uses a tool and this is something new. It's called a tammy. What he does, he boils his Yukon. He talks about, he's like, there's no need to salt your water if the skin's on. I was like, well, I didn't know that. Okay, cool. That's good to know now. And he cooks his potatoes, whatever. He's like, this is the perfect time to do it when it's hot. You cut it in half and you literally smear it into this tammy. And it comes out, not like rice, but it comes out like this. I've seen this on the TikTok. It just starts to come out of this tammy. Potato technology. Wow. And you end up with this pile of just super fine potatoes. Okay. And then his way of actually making it into something that's super flavorful. So he takes his milk. He has melted butter. He also has like potato water and he does a little bit at a time. The warm milk, mix it together, the potatoes, and you do it until the consistency is exactly how you want it. And I'm like, okay, I've learned something new today. And so the first time I tried it, I was like, all right, I'm going to try it. I'm going to infuse my milk with all of these herbs, oh. all that stuff. What does that milk taste like? All right, that tastes really good. These potatoes, where did I get it from? Go to my farmer's market, but I can't have that. That's not going to match with me. Oh my goodness. You are handpicking every ingredient, <laughs> tasting every yes. part of the formula and approving yes. this process. And then I'm doing it and I'm like, oh, I see what he means. There's this process of trial and error because it's never this first time that you do something and it turns out perfect. It's never that. No. Sounds like legal ops. Right, handbook in a say, nutshell. Are you it trying is, to make it? it? You can just sub in <laughs> our work and we're in the same you, track. You I was like, oh, potato learn. technology. <laughs> yeah. Every step of this process. Yeah. And then it gets to a point where I've become so familiar with which ingredients work the best with that specific recipe, all the way down to the type of lemon that I would use to marinate my chicken or brine my chicken or how long I would brine that chicken for and everything. It just comes all the way down to that. And so the first time that I made this chicken, I was like, oh my God, this is so good. And I never had fried chicken the same way. I even go to Thomas Keller's restaurant and have their bucket of fried chicken in Napa. Yeah. And I'm thinking- It's missing the herb. I could have done it better on the lemon. I'm your thinking, butter's good, bro. I'm thinking, yo, my chicken is better and it's your recipe. Oh, <laughs> uh, feedback oh card, comments. Oh I got, I got it down love, to this. So Love JV. It happens to be one of Maida's favorite recipes is this fried chicken with potatoes and collard greens. And that's what I'm make. Valentine's Day is coming up. Oh, goodness. That sounds so wonderful. And the thought and the science and the testing and the care behind it. There's something about cooking that it's, uh, you just have to be, I don't know, I'm very precise in yeah. the kitchen. And I'm also that type of cook who likes to be, tasting everything every yeah. step of the way do you file your emails do i file sometimes so my personal email yes okay i do do work that email? work emails too i have labels and all of that stuff not all of them but i'm a searcher see i'm yeah, a searcher I'm not, I'm not coming a, off I'm, as a i'm a seeker older. yeah i'm a seeker i have labels i just okay. go straight to the label Dip, and, and you check out. your labels i do check my labels. so see, i label I and i never check the yeah. labels and i'll come in a year later and be like oh yeah. People are asking things on the clock board. <laughs> yeah, I actually do. And I also create my labels based on priority. So yeah. like, oh, oh GC, GC communications, cool. Top number one. Let me just make sure I get all of those red systems. Then I'll have things like team related emails. So if it's like leads, leads emails, and those are really yeah. important. Or I'll do things like legal billing emails and those all wow. outside counsel of communication. don't know if there's a direct correlation, but... 
I am not meticulous about ingredients and I am a searcher, not a filer. So I don't know if those two, but I feel like there might be some correlation there, which is why I asked. But if you're making a pamphlet in Canva for the offsite, I know there's a level of meticulous going on in your comms, in your writing, in your design. So stop it at once. I know. Yeah. I I do. Every tiny little, uh, yes, you're right. Gosh darn it. Gotcha. Yep. You did. I think that so this cool. is a actual thing that every legal ops and tech person has in common yeah. is a brain and a penchant for meticulous detail. I have it in obviously the work. I have it in like music and when I compose and yeah. how I engineer music, it's very meticulous. And I can look at someone's desk at work and go, yeah, I'll, I'll bring you in the legal ops team. Like you can tell on someone's desktop, physical desktop how they carry themselves and who's meticulous. And I consciously bias meticulous people. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Because they're good at ushering people through phases of all the stuff we do. You're both nodding like, yeah. Uh, yeah. And there's just the, that perception, which may not always be reality of also our job is chaotic. So I like things to be in their place where they can be. Yes. And yeah. that oh, could my be desk a desk. Is, That's a song too. Exactly. Do you know everything? Do you, do you guys know what that is? K-N? No. O-L-L. It's the concept of put everything on a surface and it's right angled. Everything's just laid out in a right angle grid. Like Joe's dying right now. She's like, Uh-oh, that's what I I'm do. A like pretend there's graph paper underneath your yeah. desk. Everything yeah. is in a kind of form yeah. and order oh and design. Oh my God, that yeah, is so funny do that. that you say, the, I yeah. do do that. You guys know, so okay. It's a stacker knoller. I'm a stacker knoller. Love it. <laughs> it's weird. I can tell when something is not in its right place. Everything. Like I'll look at it from the angle of my laptop stand. It's right place. To like that's, the, that's a song. How far my keyboard is to the yes, right or this left. Is yeah, you're a dork. Are legal? <laughs> uh, well, I was going to say, are we dorks or are we obsessive compulsive? It's both. It's I a think. hybrid. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I'm PowerPoint. You've been doing some awesome cooking stuff. Jen, what, what have you yeah. been up to? Oh, what have I been up yes. to? Yes. I want to hear about it. I've been deeply writing songs. Okay. And let's see. I did What kind it, of music? It's like electronic dancey pop. Amazing. Yeah. And sounds good energy. It's really high we energy. They're yes. fun. Even if they're sad, they have like a lot of big dreaminess to them. Oh. They all involve some form of flying, pushing oh. beyond some level or flying in space or yeah. I love you. Are we going to make it? Now we're in space. I wind up in space a lot. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. I remember one time you said you did a presentation where there's an animation of someone flying into space. Oh yeah. I went, took them to space yeah. to teach them about the vendor onboarding tool. I'm obsessed with space and Love just that. seeking awe. I have a lot of that kind of wonder. So yeah. I put a lot of that into music. I compose. I did a concert in the metaverse in December with Kiesel Propulsion Labs and Evasort. And if, how did I miss that? Wait, it was a concert? It was a concert. It's like a 10 oh, minute show. Jen. We'll chop up some footage more. Can I see it? Yeah, okay. yeah oh, it'll yeah. come back out. And I debuted two songs there. Drea actually produced that. Wow. And that was fun. And I was like a cartoon character Amazing. with a neon headband and a samurai sword flying. <laughs> and, what? I, and on the bridge, metaverse, on the bridges of my own song, we did the thriller dance. Yes. It was so funny. Um, oh, I need to see this. Yeah. So I'm writing a lot of music in here where we're all sitting. Hence, yeah. hence our sound panels. Yeah. And actually I just mastered two songs. I'm mastering three songs next week. So that means I'll have five singles and I'm just going to put them out. 
over like, you know, the Spotify's and everything of yeah. the world and okay. just do like single releases. And when just, are you going to release those? As soon as I have artwork, I'm engaging with my artist now. Okay. Because I'm, you know, we're good managers. We outsource I was going to gonna say. Unless you want to whip me up something in Canva. <laughs> I'm engaging an pressure. artist who actually did the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's album last, last wow. art. We're going to see if he can do our art. And as soon as I have Amazing. art, I'm just going to publish to Spotify. Wow. Okay. That's awesome. All so, right. That's awesome. Yeah. So wait. very soon. And you know, I'm going to promote the music. Please let us on know. LinkedIn. I will be on LinkedIn. <laughs> like creativity LinkedIn. is an important part of our jobs. And COVID was hard. And yeah, here's, yeah. here's my silver lining of COVID. I went yeah. back into music workflow oh, with all that time as a way to go in side and not go crazy. Absolutely. We were in solitude, all of right. us. Oh, and totally. I found you guys, the music workflow like came back and I'm it was so... big. And I was like, we should put a choir here. Yes. And we'd like find a choir once COVID opened things back up, like very big dreamy ideas. That's how in solitude we were. You guys know it was so quiet yeah. right. that I just kept going into like imagination. And some of these songs, I'm like, whoa, okay. Yeah. Where was I there? Yeah. This is pretty awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. But let me tell you, it wasn't awesome. Lining. After I did this one song that had a choir and had a string quartet and I produced the whole thing in the Berkshires in Massachusetts. Coming back to Netflix the next month was really hard because I was like, I I work here. <laughs> I was like, legal what? What do you mean an NDA? It was a big yeah. jump back because yeah. I took a month off basically. Oh, good for you. During wow. COVID. Netflix yeah. encouraged us to oh, chill yeah. out for yes. a month because everyone was frying. Yeah. Right. So I was like, look at my version of chilling out. And it was actually the best exercise ever in taking a break yeah. and going so offline into something creative for you and enriching. And coming back was hard and I was crying. I was crying <laughs> at a leadership seminar in Northern California in Woodside. I was like, I don't know why I'm here. Why am I in the woods? Also, this is awkward. <laughs> Middle of nowhere. But it gave me tremendous perspective and strength to come back last fall or two falls ago. Yeah. And I just had like a different burn and focus yeah. at work because... I went deep on something like deep as ever. It's like you iterating on the fried chicken until it's better than the originator. That's like where I got yeah. Yeah. something. And I think it's really important Amazing. for us to like find those adventures where we, I don't know, they call it like there's a poem where they call it Vesper flights where we just go yeah, and go off line and then come back to this work, which is very analytical. You're back in your brain. We're all on our to-do list, nulling our desktops. Cool. And it's, it's given me a different kind of strength and perspective. The perspective part is the biggest part for me. Yeah, you get that. Yeah, you absolutely get that. Perspective and changes and shifts. So one last thing I want to round out with you guys, yeah. the changes and the shifts. Not only our industry, yes. <laughs> the markets are going up and down, upside down, they're turning the... All our companies <laughs> that we're at have gone through tough yeah. earnings calls these last years. We're seeing all of our peer companies doing these layoffs and... Just heard about pay cuts and more layoffs. And Sheena, you've changed jobs a few times this year. Yep. And how's it been? I mean, you made a big shift from Snap to Zen. Not to pry or anything, but <laughs> what in you and your journey and career, like what prompted the shift? Snapchat was amazing. I think that I moved over to Zen just for a career up leveling. I think I was going through a lot of the wheels in our core sure. competencies chart. But one of the things I was really looking for in my career was getting more involved in the organizational management. 
being more of a chief of staff type of role. Yes. And although I don't have the title right now, I have a GC that's really supportive and mentoring me into how to actually help run a department yes. so that I can help everybody. Yes. And that was something I was really looking for, whereas SNAP was just not set up to provide that opportunity. Yeah. The role was shaped a little differently. It was just, yeah, shaped a little different. So learned a lot while I was there at SNAP. And then when this popped up, working for an awesome female GC who's just been doing this a while and really loves and understands legal operations, I was like, okay, let's do this. How cool. Chief of staff. That is, as I say a lot, that's a great, I don't mean to call it an end point. It's a point on the line. It's a great point on the line to drive this stuff towards. Yep. But I just can't go. I'm not going to chief. I'm, I'm just like nothing about chief of staff and Jen, I feel like belongs in the same sentence. I really admire it. And I think yeah. every GC needs it. And I think when you're built that way, you should go. Jen, you're probably doing a ton of that already. Oh, cool. Some senses. Yeah. You know, that's one of the things too. Like my attorney's like, oh, I wish I knew more about legal operations. I'm like, you do legal operations yeah. all day. Maybe. Uh, you just don't realize it. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I'll give that some thought or I'll look over my tasks or maybe I just like don't even think about titles. I'm just like, call me whatever, level me, whatever. Let's go. Exactly. And I don't need that title, but I do want the experience of like helping run the best legal department that there ever was. Yeah. <laughs> How big's the legal department it's in? Uh, we're about 60. Oh, what a nice. It's a nice. That's yeah. a pocket. That's like, that's the same music. That's in the pocket. That's the other thing. I've been at companies as large as Gilead. I've been at small. I've been at large. This is my sweet spot. That 5,000 to 10,000 employees. Yeah. And uh, Snapchat was similar. Snap's legal department, I think like 90-ish. Yeah, you were around 100. Mm -hmm. And then Joe's went over 100. At our biggest, we were probably... 50 to 75. All oh, right. You're sub 100. Okay. That range. But I think right now we're probably closer yeah. to about 50. Is that your sweet spot or do you know your sweet spot yet? I don't know my sweet spot yeah. yet because I've worked on and that's really, okay. really small that's okay. legal yeah. teams. Yeah. And then I've worked at obviously Plaid at where we're at right now. Yeah. I don't know if I can go any bigger. Just oh, I bet that. you could. It's different. It is different. I'm, I'm yeah. at a thousand. You're at a, yeah. I mean, a thousand me legal. Wrong. A thousand legal and a 10,000 oh, person Jen. company. That's 10% the, of a company. Does the oh sheer scale gosh. of that ever just feel overwhelming or it's, it's, are you uh, able to compartmentalize? Yes. And yes, both. They're wow. not mutually exclusive. And yep. like all things as humans, we adapt to the size where we are. Yeah, and, that's true. And you can only do so much as one person or yeah. a 14 person team. Yep. So prioritization is our toughest muscle to strengthen. And we're always working on that. We just went through a big prioritization, like two month headspace together where we're like, we're going to say no more this year. We're one month. We're into, doing the same thing. We're right? trying to think about it. We're one month say into no, the year. Say no more. <laughs> one of my managers just called me on Friday. He's like, so happy February and subject bandwidth issues. And mm. we're in it already because yeah. we just like doing a lot. It's hard to say, no, I want to help everyone. I want to help everyone. I want, I want to enable everyone. I want to enable, enable everyone. That's a, better, that's a better way. I want to animate yeah. your logo in the footer yeah, or whatever. I want to do it all, yeah. but it's hard. The whole do more with less is something that terrifies yeah. me right now. I'm like, we can't do more. So we just need to do different. I think it was you that told me it's not so much about do more with less because realistically you're already doing more yeah. already. So maybe it's like reframing that one line sentence of do more with less to just Prioritize. Prioritize. Prior, <laughs> ruthless prioritization. I think I wrote that in a post more recently because yep. the fact is, is yes, like resources are tight yeah. at the moment and you have to be willing to say no. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. And then automate, prioritize and automate. Yeah. Prioritize, automate, be strategic, 
all of those hit words of just, (laughs) okay, cool. But realistically though, we can say this is number one and that's just a couple of months from now. Exactly. You know what I mean? And being unafraid to say that. There's a realistic aspect to it. And then there's an art of learning like, okay, we're in a phase of saying no, we're going to push back on big stuff. But that doesn't mean you can't talk to legal for six months and just put your head down in a back room. Please don't do that. Yeah. And so we still have to be able to go out and have some of those initial, like, tell me your pain points combos so we can document it. And sometimes it's hard. People can't even balance that. So we're working through some kinks right now on how to support a thousand. And look, it's three big initiatives and two to three small ones and then keeping the lights on and everything we built yeah, so far. Which, no big deal. No big deal. Yeah. And like, I think you're the one who taught me Jen about listening to hers too. Yeah. Cause a lot of us want to keep understanding people's problems when yeah. we're busy, but I don't think there's anything to replace that kind of in person. I even remember suggesting a survey a few years ago and, and yeah. a couple of people going like, please don't send us that. Like, can we just talk? Can we just talk. Can yeah. We just talk? And then oh, I've you, done surveys. Yeah. yeah I have helpful too, but... for when you can't get to everyone. Yeah. Right. But if you can get to everyone, I take it that yeah, way. Yeah. I learned that from you. Yeah. yeah I think thanks. that was, yeah, no, I thought that was a really good point. If you do listening tours and you plan your tour with your tour manager, well, <laughs> you can find a way to slow things down yes. with people. You can go, look, I can't right now. How about I come back in a quarter? I check in with you and they'll go, oh, it's one quarter, not three months. It's one quarter. Okay. And then you create these like concentric circles. Or just like short term wins. You're like, let me do this for you real quick. And the rest oh, will get back to you. I have a pop you. quiz for you. Yeah. How do you define short term win? Because <laughs> recently my team is like, we're calling everything short-term wins and that can take three months and development. So we almost got it down to like a week start. That's to a short-term end. win. And That's like short-term. hours of work, not weeks, months. That's short-term. That's short-term. short-term. Yeah. If you could do in a meeting or within a week, in maybe a two. Okay. I mean, I, I kind of want to say like, if you could do within a month, that's short-term. Okay. okay. Anything within that one month time frame. Short term. If you're talking three to six months, that's definitely longer term. Anything beyond that six month is like, whoa, we got to talk yeah. strategically about that. We mm. need stakeholders to yeah. be signing off on that initiative. And this is something that you and I have talked about too, is you have this longer term vision and you know that that longer term vision is going to take some time to get there. But right now in this moment, you're still experiencing a pain point. Yeah. You're still experiencing some sort of, you know, stall or whatever. How do you address the right now? How do I make it so that your day-to-day is even just a little bit better? A little bit. Exactly. Because if I can make it just a little bit better, I guarantee you that wait for a longer term solution won't feel so long. A team I'm in the process of saying a lot of no to right now is employment legal. I love employment legal. They're the best dinner dates. I go out to dinner with them, (laughs) give them some drinks. That's right. And here it comes. (laughs) But we can't support some of their solutions right now just because the team's so stretched thin. So my way of saying no is I, Jen, am going to sit in the backseat of the car with you guys. As you think you're looking at this case management for that or case management for this, Zendesk comes up a lot. And as they need help searching for names and wide data sets and they come to me and they said this to me the other day, we just don't understand where the data is. And mm-hmm. we're lawyers and the people who know this are product managers and engineers. And we talk to them and they're like, just put a request in Slack. And I have this woman's face like, what does that mean? Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I'm just talking and listening to people and translating as a service because I can understand product and end. Yeah. Although I went to an engineering and data science and product call Friday morning with no coffee after the gym. Bad idea. (laughs) And she showed me a data architectural diagram. And I was like, oh, my God, 
hang on. And I just slugged a cold brew and then was like, got it. Yeah. But then I can go back to employment legal and go, look, 80% of the data is in this one spot. And then 20% is just out there. But we want to cover the 20% while you going to Slack, come to my team and we'll go to Slack for you as a service. Exactly. And we'll just bing, bing, bing with the engineer. Learn that process. Take out those pain points. Come to us. I do that all the time. And then in the process, we'll learn and we'll get to know a cool engineer. We'll make new friends. You'll be like incrementally better and feeling better. And their faces, they were like, oh my God. You do that for me? Yeah. yeah. And this very funny employment lawyer is like, Jen, I trust you with my kids. I'm like, well, that's a that's an outcome. <laughs> I mean, I would trust first. you with ki- any kids too, but. Yeah. I haven't heard yeah. that in the office. Yeah. yeah. Like, I trust you with my children. This is so great. I'm like, woo. Gosh. All right. My last change question, Joe, you're at Plaid. Things are going. Any big changes on your strategy, on your personal life, professional front, something you're learning this year to change yourself, like anything big change wise on the brain, or are you just trying to hold things down and get it done? And (laughs) I think it's a mixture of things. It's definitely hold things down. But I think starting this year, a couple of things have changed. It's a realizing that you can't do it all, especially again, you're talking about just the economy and you're thinking about all of that. So it's really come down to you. What are your highest ROI? And to focus on that, a good example is like a CLM. You have that already. Cool. How can we continue to build out the CLM so that it's actually even more effective than it was before and that it's more automated than it was before? Or can we make this a little bit better? There's a lot of, at least for me, evaluating where my time is best used. Because again, I am one person and yes i have a lot of support from my team and other people cross functionally but at the same time it's like i can only do so much in my day yeah. and i think one perspective that i've just been kind of holding on to is just reminding myself that i am one person and, and that you can't do it all and you, you shouldn't do it, do it all and what you're also doing joe i guarantee you is enough <laughs> well and more than enough and amazing you know? like and amazing yes. and go deeper into the system that's been heavily invested in maximize it's use one incremental gain at a time rather yeah. than be like, what's our next big solution that we're going to 10% move yes. into or only do NDAs with or something. Right. So I think the focus for me is definitely a, you think about revenue driving, things, yeah. CLM contracts. Cool. Let's focus on that. Yes. Let's make that better. How can we get it so that, okay, you need data. Cool. How can we get data out of our contracts, et cetera. That's really good stuff that I think we're working towards. And I think it's super achievable for this year. Yes. Then the other aspect is money management. So you're talking about budget, outside counsel. You're talking about just managing the budget as a whole. That's definitely top two, 2023, top two. I don't know if it's going to be all of 2023, but top two first half of 2023 is definitely where I'll focus. Okay. Because I think that that's a really good opportunity for us to continue to mature those two things. It's a great time to manage a budget in the world. I mean, it's a good learning experience. Don't get me wrong. Like you're talking to someone who's like, okay, tell me what our budget is yet. Okay, cool. Tell me what it is that you need. Okay, cool. Did we talk about this before? No. Okay, cool. So then I've just become kind of like this money mover. Okay, this is the amount that we're working with. This is realistically like go forth. This is realistically what we can take on. I love this. Your first point. 
aligned with my next sticker that I'm going to print and maybe I'll bring them to class. Stickers. Stickers for our laptops. <laughs> I love stickers. This one is me and my manager for HOD came up with this on Friday. It's the year of ROI or die. Yeah. ROI. How about that? And like a cool handwriting font. <laughs> Red and black or something. Yes. Okay, I'll make those. I'll bring them to clock. Yeah. Because, you know, we need stickers. We're going to need some new stickers at clock. Oh my gosh, at Fitbit, they printed pens, the procurement team that said no PR, like no money. It was really funny. Oh, so so we all walked around all day. With these, like, those are yeah. good. That's a good slogan. All right. I well, want a sticker. I'll bring the stickers. I'm going to hopefully see you both at clock in Vegas. Can 100% I count on, on you it. both there. I'm going to say this. The three of us should do one of those panels that's like in a big suite room. Yeah. That's like a private, only 50 can fit. Mm, And we're sitting on a bar stool and people are like folded seats on the floor. And we're just like riffing in a way where you can speak more freely because there's no press, no recording. It's like in-house to in-house. Almost like a fireside chat. Yeah. Yeah, I I did one with Raj and Gupta last year when he was at Meta. We did it with Evan from Checkbox. Oh, I remember that one. I don't think I was there. Yeah. And I just got to like unleash and be like, I built this with this. I built like I could tell everyone everything. We're on a panel on a stage. We have to be more selective. 100%. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Are you guys into it? I'm yeah. into it. I'm going to put it out to the universe. Do you hear this universe? A universe. Ding, 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 ding. They just went out on our vision boards. We'll circle back. Yeah. I'm down. Yep. We uh, should talk and see if there's, you know, channels we can explore or you guys come be in the pod squad with me or something. Pod squad. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I mean, I feel like I'm in this state of financial, being financially conscious. Well, you're moving sure. money all day. Yeah. So yeah. Money, yeah. You know what I mean? Where there's yeah, an opportunity, you know. <laughs> Your request has been logged in my we mental. We you, Joe. You have you to come. Go. You have to come. You're yeah, coming. I'm, I'm going to be there. there. Yeah. I'm not going to see you guys at Concero because I just can't go. I know. I, I got to go to work. Well, they start on Sunday. I love Concero. I love that. But it's very thoughtful. It's very thoughtful for me to work on a Sunday. It's small and nice and whatever, but clock will be amazing. It will. I want to say really quickly, it was part of my negotiation for my new role. Oh, Oh, good for you. Can I go to clock? Yes or no. And got that in writing. Oh, good for you. That's very smart. It meant a lot to me. And obviously things may change. Of course. These are all subject to all the thing needs of the business, but I absolutely, we're going to throw down there. I have a good feeling you guys will be there and make a great case. And I'm I'm here to support. We're going to have fun, have fun at Concero. And thank you for coming by the studio. Thank you, Jen. It's gorgeous here. You're the best. Can't wait to hear about that chicken. (laughs) Bye. That about wraps up this episode of Clock Talk. Thank you, Joe and Sheena for coming by the studio. You can catch this and all episodes of Clock Talk anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening. Until next time.